Recorded live. Hey, this is Cynthia Martin, and welcome to Daily Devotion, where we're sharing and studying and uh, reading together the Word of God. Our purpose is to spend time just devouring the Word and learning the Word and praying the Word and praying over one another and getting it right down into our spirit. So I'm going to attempt to keep these under 15 minutes, and the purpose for that is is um, those of you on quick schedules who may want to listen to this in the parking lot on your way to work or on your way to work or in the parking lot before you go in or just to take a small 15-minute segment of your day, there's no reason why we can't uh, study the Word together. So I'm going to be going, I believe, my uh, purpose at this point or my thought at this point is to be going through the Bible chapter to chapter. Now there's going to be a, some, a few chapters that I, as I'm reading through Um, I don't see anything that jumps out at me. So to be honest, these are things that as I read through that the Lord really picks out to me, and they also uh, carry into the things that I teach and speak about. So um, we're going to start again this morning. We already uh, did Genesis chapter 1. So we're going to start on chapter 2 today, and I'm not going to read the whole chapter. I'm just going to pick out specific parts, and we'll talk about those. So if you've read Genesis chapter 2, it kind of always makes me uh, wonder why it looks like it's a little bit of an account the same as Genesis chapter 1. Because God reviews, or the uh, the author, which most experts agree is Moses, reviews uh, creation, but he adds a little bit more detail. Some people have jokingly said that this is the female version because there's quite a few more details. So I don't know about that, but that's kind of um, the general uh, joke or um, thought in Christendom. I guess of Christendom is a is a word. So we're going to start in chapter two, and what I want to point out right right away is that verses one through three talks about the heavens plural, and the earth are now completed. So that's day seven, and God rested. So he set the day apart, and he called it holy. Now, when I was in ministry school, I did a, you know, you do a lot of writing, a lot of papers when you're in ministry school, and and, um, I did a paper on sanctification and uh, the process and and holiness and the process by which we're sanctified. And it's really a lot about being holy. And what I really love about this is it's just really very clear uh, the word says that he finished the work that he'd been doing, so on the seventh day he rested. And he called that day, you know, he, he, he said the seventh day is a rest day and it's holy. So because he rested on it from all the work he'd already done. So it, a simple definition of holy is when it's, some, it's something that's separate, something that's different, something that's not like the other, something that's set aside. And I like the idea of rest, mostly because I'm such a driven person, that it's a, it's a word that I probably need to have on post-it all over my home and all over my car and all over my office and all over, all over, because I tend to not rest much. And, you know, there, there is a thing as we'll go, we'll go on in Scripture, we'll start hearing about the Sabbath. And God started the seventh day as a day of rest, which is a part of really trusting him to be our God, that he will care for us because if we take that seventh day and rest as he did, there are 
um, uh, promises or directions that what we're doing is we're saying, okay, God, I gave everything I could on all six days, and I did it unto you. But on the seventh day, I'm going to rest because that's your commandment. And when I take that rest, even though there's so much to do, I'm going to take the rest because it's your commandment, and I'm going to, I'm going to uh, believe that you're going to bless the other six days. And we find that so many times that when we do take that seventh day, when we take that rest, that the six days work tends to work out better, tends to be more productive, tends to uh, be more successful, I guess are words that you could say. Now, this is a hard lesson. Uh, this devotion time, daily devotion, is as much for me as it is for those of you who choose to listen because it helps me to remember some of the things that are just very basic to, who, to this relationship that I have with God that I need to set apart the seventh day as holy. Now, I'm not religious in a way that it has to be Saturday evening or Friday evening until Saturday evening sundown. And really, that is the seventh day. I'm not saying that you have to put aside Sunday. I'm saying, I'm suggesting that you should put it aside one day. And to be honest, I really believe that it should be the same day every week, if at all possible. Now, you'll, you know, you go through hell and damnation if you miss a uh, seventh day. Obviously, no. But this is for our benefit. God set up so many things for our benefit and for our success and for our blessing because he said he rested and, and he blessed that day. And so when we do as God does, we are blessed. I really uh, appreciate um, the, the thought also so God was tired after working six days? Well, that's kind of ridiculous, isn't it? You know, he also provides a place for us to enjoy. And he rested and he enjoyed the creation and just looked at it and, and, you know, reveled in, hey, this is this awesome thing that I created. And so, you know, we need to also think about that. It kind of ties into a part of thankfulness. When we're resting, we can anticipate what the next week will bring with God. We can review what he did the week before, and we can just commune with him in a deeper way. So I just really want to put that out there, that rest is a huge uh, portion of being a follower of the Lord. And, you know, I didn't even talk about this uh, yesterday in the Genesis 1. There, there starts something called a, a, the law of first mention. And when something is listed the first time in the Word of God, we need to really take note of it. You know, so yesterday we talked about the heavens being created and all the seven, six days, what was, what was created and mankind and being made in his image and the value of who we are. Um, that's a law of first mention because that's the first time the Word talks about those sorts of things. And so uh, the, this topic of rested is the law, is part of something that we need to really look at because it's the first time it's ever mentioned. So in chapter 2, I'm going to go on. We have verses 4 through 14, and it goes more about creation, um, God, putting God, God putting man in the garden and telling him to work it. Now, you know, I was a single pastor for a while, and so I want to say to the single ladies out there that, you know, it says right here in, in Scripture that the Lord took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it, okay? So then it goes on to say it, it, he, he, he showed the man that he was alone because, you know, he, God needed to tell him, you need a helper. And so, um, 
and I don't mean that derogatory, and he named all the animals, but there was no suitable helper, okay? So he was already working, ladies, so make sure you remember that when someone comes along and they're not working. Adam already had a, a job. He was working. He had a purpose. He had a destiny. He had a vision of what he was in and a call of God for what he was supposed to do. So don't get caught up in that. You know, you really need to follow that. And I, I really, really, really believe that. And uh, I just want to speak that to you. So as the scripture goes on, um, the, the uh, scripture talks about the creation of woman and, and um, so on. So it's important, though, that we remember that, you know, our value and uniqueness as a mankind or a human race uh, it's because, you know, we need to think about that. And I, I jokingly will say at times, oh, don't worry about it, we're just dirt. And it is true, having been made out of the dust or the ground, um, just like other human creatures, but we're a biological entity, right? But the creaturely existence, however, is insufficient to describe who we are as human beings because um, we are the crowning act of creation. And we are distinguished, distinguished is being different because God literally breathed the breath of life into us. And I want to talk about that for a second. You know, I'll make sure I don't run out of time here. But, you know, not only, I have always thought, you know, I, I would take a big breath, you know, that God breathed that breath of life. But, you know, breathing is more than just the intake, but it's the exhale as well. And so, God breathed that breath in, in, into us, and then we breathe out who God is. And so that's why it's so important that we're filled up with God on the inside of who we are. So unlike the rest of creation, a human being was created in covenant relationship with God, and we have this exceptionally high and distinct value and destiny. Did you hear me now? We have this exceptionally high, distinct value and destiny because we were created in the likeness of our creator. And in form and in function, we were also given rule and dominion. We were given purpose. We were given a destiny. We need to remember that. Sometimes we lose sight of that. So God designed us with personality. We, it consists, we also have self-consciousness and self-determination. We have will. We have both the freedom and the awareness to to respond to God or not, sadly so. Um, we have that uh, freedom and awareness to respond to others, to the environment. He also designed for us this destiny that is far higher and nobler than any other creature. So when God said, let us make mankind in our image and our likeness, he planned from the foundation of the world a glorious future for us. We need to remember that. And so... The scripture goes on, I want to get close here because I'm getting close to my 15-minute uh, limit. And so we're going on down from, from 4 through 14. We talk about creation from 15 on down through, um, let's say, uh, 22. Um, there's more description about um, Adam naming the animals and so on and so forth. Then in verse 23, the man said, this is when woman was made and taken out of the rib. And the man said, now this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. Then 
That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. Okay? Not one part of my flesh is more important, or you're more important than I'm more important, because they're one. And then the big one for me in this verse, or this chapter, is 2.25. And it says, Adam and his wife were both naked, and they felt no shame. Now, remember, I said a few minutes ago about the law of first mention, and this is the first mention of the word of shame. We'll be going further into this in more days to come, and I just want to take a few minutes to pray for you today and bless you. So today, Lord God, I just bow before you, and I thank you, Lord God, for this day. I thank you, Lord, that you created us in your image. I thank you that you breathed that breath of life into us. Father, I thank you that we are your crowning glory, and that, Lord, you gave us a purpose and that you gave us a destiny. Lord, I thank you that you gave man and woman, because they're one, a work to do. Lord, I thank you that we are one together in unity, the man and the woman. As we work together, Lord, we can accomplish what you called us to do. So God, I ask that you'd open our eyes to see our value before you. And I pray that over those who would listen, that they would see the value of who they are before you, that they have a distinct value, that they have a they have a purpose themselves. We have it as a unity, as believers, as a whole, and we have individual assignments ourselves. And so, Father, today I ask that you would start to begin to unravel the mysteries of your word. And Father, I ask that they would become truth to us deep into the middle or the beginning of where we are. And Father, I just thank you for that. And Lord, I ask that as we go over the next few weeks that you would begin to show us such great truths. And Lord, especially they felt no shame. Lord, we come before you with our faces unveiled and we ask you, Lord, to speak into us and to wash any shame off of us. And we just bless you today, Lord, and I bless those who are listening in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, I thank you for listening. If you have comments, you can connect with me on Facebook at Cynthia Martin Online. You can check me out and find out what I believe, what I do at realliferevised.com. My heart is for the bruised, the broken, and the bound to be healed and set free so that they can become who they were already created to be. I get to help people with real problems find real solutions because sometimes real life needs to be revived. God bless you, and we'll see you the next time on Daily Devotion.